All right. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Embracing the Gray with Vic and Kels, where we are all here to challenge the all or nothing thinking when it comes to food, body, and mindset. And speaking of challenging the all or nothing thinking, we have a very special announcement. We have a masterclass coming up June 2nd at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Would love to have you join us. We're gonna be breaking down our three-step system to help you finally make peace with food and feel confident in your body without feeling like you're obsessing over food all the time, without feeling deprived and without feeling like you have to like white knuckle it or rely on willpower. So if you'd like to know our exact three-step system to help you break free from that all or nothing thinking, be sure to join us on the, on the second and uh, we'll be sure to leave a link in the description. Yeah, so this came up today because Victoria and I were um, doing a workout um, <laughs> at the gym today and just kind of interesting like how for me, I was feeling this anxiety. We were doing a CrossFit workout and all of a sudden I just get super competitive and start comparing myself. Um, I don't even know who I was comparing myself to, but I got really nervous and it was just interesting for us to have different perspectives um, I think for me in the workouts, like I just felt like I always had to be the best or I had to be the fastest or there was a time in my life where I felt like my body or the way that I looked or being able to perform athletically was literally the only thing worth a value that I had to offer the world. Like I literally thought that the only thing valuable about me was the way that I looked. Um, and it was just kind of interesting to be confronted with that again today. And um, she has kind of a different, a little bit of a different perspective, especially when it comes to workouts. And I, we just thought it was really interesting. Yeah. And it was funny. I made it a laughing moment because I'm like, Kelsey, like if you want to be in first place, don't <laughs> worry. Like I am always last when I do. I, I'm just slower and it's totally fine. Um but I think that that also comes from a place of knowing like me just showing up. Also remembering Kelsey is a personal trainer and she has been doing this a lot longer than I have. And I just give myself credit for showing up and being there and being present during my workout. Um, and then we also were talking about, you know, for the women that do have larger bodies, there is also a sense of like, I never really felt the need to compare myself to others because I was just always the bigger person. Like I've always just been bigger. So I'm not going to, I, yeah, I can compare myself to four years ago or whatever, but there's nobody really on my playing field that I was. Yeah. This was such an interesting conversation. Like we had it on the car ride home. Um, so obviously like I'm a personal trainer. I've always been kind of in a smaller or a leaner body and I just would spend hours <laughs> or like compare, comparing myself to other women that were just like maybe just a little bit leaner than me or I just, I never felt enough. I was never lean enough. I was never skinny enough. I never had like six packs enough. I was constantly finding other women that were either had bigger boobs than I did or a better butt than I did. And it was just like, it's just interesting how much time and wasted headspace I took up <laughs> to do this, which is, it's so, so silly. Um, and it was just interesting to hear you say that that wasn't really an experience yeah, that you well, had. Yeah, and like, 
we were talking about CrossFit competitors. Like, I, there's nobody that does that stuff that looks even remotely close to what I look like. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, well, I'm not going to spend my time. Like, that's great for them. They look great. You know, like, I'm just in a different place. And it's almost just the accepting where you are, knowing that, like, what you're doing and, you know, the steps to to improve certain behaviors and routines and stuff is enough. And to just, like, just be okay with that. Kelsey and I watched a uh, a Lizzo. Oh, that was Oh, my gosh. We watched a David Letterman Lizzo (laughs) interview. And, like, her confidence is just through the roof. But, like, kind of just having that Lizzo energy of, like, this is going to be a great workout. And did we feel dead, like, halfway through? Absolutely. But it was fun. And you know what? Kelsey finished first. And, like, (laughs) that is great. Like, and just knowing it's okay. It's not – and people are so focused on themselves in the gym, like, what they're doing. They have their headphones in or they're just, like, completely focused. They're not thinking about, oh, my gosh, like, what is that girl doing? You know? It's just – It's really interesting, though. And I think there's some sort of psychological principle to it that we compare ourselves to people that are most similar to Mm -hmm. us, right? That can be financially, that can be um, age group, that can be body size, that could be in your relationship. Like, like, I'm not going to compare my life to someone who's married. Like, I'm not going to, I've got nothing to compare to. But maybe if I am in a relationship, then I could compare my relationship to someone Mm -hmm. else's. And so it's just really interesting um, how that can happen. Um, and, and recognizing, and it really is all about mindset. Like, even though I teach this stuff, please know guys, like, uh, I still have those moments where I'll have those insecurities or Mm -hmm. I'll still have those moments where like, oh my gosh, I just don't feel good enough, but I'm now able to like, oh wait, hold on, wait a minute. This is my brain. This is just, this isn't actually real. My thoughts are not facts and I don't have to continue to, to do that. Um, but that was, so that was comparing to other people, but then we also thought about like comparing to ourselves, like, um, being, oftentimes I've had this with clients who compare themselves to an older version of themselves. That can be obviously like their body, like, man, this is what I, I used to look so good before I had kids or on my wedding day or back in high school or college, like, you know, whatever else, that's when I looked my best. My question to them always when it comes to that stuff is like, oh yeah, did you recognize it in the moment? Did you feel that way in the moment? Or did you think you were fat or overweight then? Mm-hmm. Right? Because like so often I hear this where they look back at pictures of themselves and they're like, oh man, I thought I was fat then. I'd do anything to look like that now. And just recognizing that that right there is a signal that it's all, it's in your head. Yep. Body image is a projection of your inner picture. How you feel about yourself is how you see yourself. And realizing that you have the ability to change that point of view now, right now. It's not when I look a certain way, then I'll feel confident, then I'll feel good about myself. No, no, no. Like, I promise you, if you don't change what's between your ears, you can lose the weight and you'll never see it. It will never be enough. (laughs) Um, but yeah, but the other thing too, is just like when it comes to comparing yourself to your exercises and what you Mm -hmm. used to be able to do, like way back when I had a client, um, who, you know, she used to be able to do 12 Mm pull-ups like right off the bat. And, um, just being able to 
be happy with where you are right now because you comparing yourself to a past version of yourself and feeling like shit about yourself isn't getting you anywhere. Mm-mm. Um, and that was something like about today's workout. Like I just using today as like, it's a new benchmark. It's a benchmark. Yeah. I, for those that don't know, I was, um, I did a lot of Olympic weightlifting competitively and I, I did it for multiple years at a time. And so I was able to increase my strength and get stronger and establish new personal records. And it was great. Um, I also have, you know, years of log books of all the things that I, you know, was able to do at that time. And I'm in a completely different space now. I am not lifting as heavy. I, I, I'm not pushing my body to these extreme limits anymore. And initially when I kind of started this whole process, it was like, oh my gosh, like this is, you know, 150 pounds less than I would do. Like, and it just doesn't get you anywhere. And once you can realize that putting yourself down is literally just, it is self-sabotage. Like it is not going to serve you. It's not serving you and your healing journey and healing your relationship with food, your body, with exercise, any of those things. Um, and so I really just, I, I write my workouts down and like, I'll sometimes even just say like how I'm feeling like, oh my gosh, this was a great day. And I'm looking at it from, this is a completely different moment and season of my life. There might be a time that I lift heavier. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't. But like right now I'm focusing on what makes me feel good and what my body is capable of doing and not just sitting there and bashing yourself because you're either going to get hurt, you know, physically and just, it's just not going to be a good scenario. So it is hard. It is difficult, but it is something that you have to work on every single day. It's a constant, constant process. And one thing, actually, I'd love for you to share this. I remember we were coming back home from one of our evening walks and you had shared that this is like the longest Mm, you've ever been consistent. Yeah. So I... Kelsey, because she, we were like talking about like health goals and body. The, we were just talking about goals and whatnot, and I was like, just staying consistent, just keeping my movement up. Um, at years and years of doing weightlifting, it was so inconsistent because my mind, my brain, I was suffering, like dealing with depression and anxiety, and I literally let that rule every part of my life. And if you struggle with all or nothing thinking, (laughs) it was either a good day or a bad day. If it was a bad day, I wasn't working out. If it was a good day, I was working out. If I skipped my bad day session two, I was doing two sessions. Like I, it was just this perpetual cycle of what the heck is going on? Like I, I just, I couldn't, I, I just felt, I felt trapped in my brain. Like I couldn't find the code. Like I couldn't figure it out. And I couldn't show up and I just, I had convinced myself of that. Um, And I would feel one emotion, one uncomfortable emotion and would turn to food. And then that makes, I mean, it's just, it's a cycle. It's a cycle guys. Like they call it cue induced wanting. So like you start associating turning to food as a way to soothe or um, feel better whenever you don't feel good, right? Whenever you have an uncomfortable emotion, right? That kind of emotional eating. Then the problem is, so you feel bad, so you turn to food. 
but then you feel bad because you turn to food, but because you feel bad, you turn to food. Yeah. So that's the problem where like, if you, you say, um, you know, I'm going to have a cookie or whatever else, and then you shame yourself for it. You're like, oh my gosh, I'm such a, you know, I'm such a piece of shit. Like I have no discipline. I can't believe I just ate that. You beat yourself up and you would think like, oh my gosh, like I'm calling this thing out. Like obviously what happens though, when you're calling yourself out and you're beating yourself up, what do you end up doing? You end up continuing to eat. Mm -hmm. You end up being like, well, F it. I'm just going to eat it all now. Like I've already screwed up, which I would love for you to like, what to you in the past signified a good day versus a bad day? Oh gosh. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, I was not ready for this question. Um, (laughs) I, it was very, wow. Um, I had very weird rules around time. Mm-hmm. We kind of talked about this today in our group coaching. Um, I would, oh my gosh, this is so, okay. Like if I snooze my alarm, like literally. Oh my gosh, you have to go into this because I have. Literally, yeah. I snooze my alarm. I'm like the very first, I'm done. The day's I, over. I screwed I up already. To, <laughs> I used to not be able to go days without washing my hair. Like I would have to wash it every single day. I would have to shout, like, all of these weird, they're not, I mean, if you're struggling with it, it's not weird. It's just, it makes you feel, like, neurotic. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, if I was having a bad day, I could only eat until 11.59 p.m. because 12 o'clock is the next day, and that has to be good. Wow. I don't think we've talked about no, any of this. No, we haven't. This is fascinating. Keep going. And so then if it was a bad day, it was, you know laying in bed eating whatever I wanted um it was just the it was that black and white that just it doesn't matter it it doesn't matter I'm not going to be tracking my food at the time I was also struggling with you know on my good days I was tracking and the only way that you know it could turn to a bad day is I eat something that I what I would take my scale everywhere like I would take my like your food scale oh yeah oh my god I would take measuring spoons to Starbucks no you didn't yeah Wait a second. What? You would have them measure it? Um, no, I made them put it in a separate cup so I could measure it. And even then I wasn't. I Are was, you serious? Even then I was like, this really isn't the actual like amount because I know when I weigh out like heavy, I would put heavy whipping cream in. It wouldn't actually be, you know, one tablespoon. It wasn't actually... 15 oh milliliters. I'm di- guys, I promise you, the stricter you are this, with your, your rules, the more likely you are to It binge. is the pendulum. Like, it, it is, is the, such a pendulum. The more that you are extreme, like you are going to have to clean up the disaster of food wreckage that you have caught. Like it, it, it's just like this mental, oh my gosh. So that was, I could be having a good day. A lot of my breakfasts were really boring. I ate this really gross concoction. <laughs> Um, and I don't know, my roommate was totally on board. Like she actually liked it. It was disgusting. (laughs) And of course I wasn't left satisfied. Mm -hmm. And so I would get home and be stressed out with nursing school and tired. And then I would eat and then it's a bad day. And then I'm not weightlifting. I'm not doing the things that I love. Isn't that like, so like, instead of like continuing on, um, it was just like, I'm, but okay. How's this? How's this one? I'm ready. A lot of times people that struggle with food and all like comp- compensatory mechanisms. Yeah. Like if you overate, would you go get on a treadmill? Yes. 
So that, that is the difference, right? Like Mm -hmm. I, oh my gosh, the amount of like, but how weird is that? Like, I know that there was, there was definitely a time where, but I've never felt like, oh, I have to work it off. Oh, that's so interesting. So like, and that is the different, like guys, I'm telling you, if you struggle with food, it's all the same. It's all the same. I know it, it comes out in different ways, but there really is like, I swear issues with food are a symptom of something deeper. <laughs> but if you like, struggle with food, you're not alone, but it's not about the food. <laughs> it's not about the food. <laughs> There's all this shit going on. Uh, but I, I like legit, I, that is so true. So for you, like if you messed up, then you're just like, well, F it. Like I'm just, I'm sitting here. I am just yeah. lazy. I'm just going to keep on eating. I am not going to work out. I'm not going to do any of that. I on the flip side was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did yep. that. I would like the amount of times that I would like go out running or like doing crazy like jumping jacks or burpees or obviously eventually like purging. Um, oh, that's I know, I know. That's so fascinating. And like there was there was a point where I was like talking to one of my therapists. Like it is just this. She was like, "You are in a perpetual state of self sabotaging." Yeah. Like you don't feel like you are worth it to have a meal mm-hmm. or to have a meal that's actually going to satisfy you or to have a meal that is going to keep you full. And so you don't even give yourself the chance. Like you literally mm. don't feel like you have the chance that you are worth like what we were talking about today, sitting down and yes. having a meal. So you're not even going to try because you're not worth it. Who cares? that that's where it all comes down like this. And that's why, again, like comparison is the, the thief of yep. joy. Why comparison and comparing yourself is just awful. It all comes down to shame. Yeah. And you and I both like know that. And that's the whole like Brene Brown thing or whatever yeah. else. Like guys, like shaming yourself. Like we, you cannot shame anyone into making change, including yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I think sometimes we get into this place like, well, if I don't beat myself up, I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm just going to like, no, you beating yourself up. You're putting yourself into the binge restrict cycle. Exactly. You're sabotaging yourself because shame leads to self-sabotage. Shame leads to um, isolation. That's the other thing shame's really good at is making you feel like you're the only one making you feel like you are strange, that you are broken, that like no one else struggles with this like you do. And so you don't talk about it Mm -hmm. and it only grows and it only gets worse, which is why the big thing, we love our community Mm -hmm. because it is a safe place. Like our whole thing is you are not alone Um, because we've, we've been there. Like we've, we've had those things. Like I didn't, I thought like my shame, like I thought I was the only one who had ever pulled food out of the trash and ate it. <laughs> like, like, no, no. <laughs> and so if that's you, no, you're not alone. Um, <laughs> but like it, just recognizing that, that by you continuing to stay quiet, by you continuing to just beat yourself up and tell yourself that you have to figure this out by yourself because you're too embarrassed to, to bring it up or to talk about it with anybody else. Like it's keeping you stuck. Um, and it, oh my And I gosh. think the reason that people, I know for me, the reason that I struggled so much with talking about it, and it still makes me uncomfortable when you're like, what is a good day and a bad day? Like, 
you literally food is you think that food is such a trivial thing mm-hmm. you think well if i have to eat three times a day and have a snack like i should be able to figure this out mm. i've been alive for two decades mm-hmm. like or you know whatever like you should be able to figure it out so nobody wants to talk about it because it's just food mm-hmm. but it's not to some people and it's it's just realizing that it's going to be different for everyone it's going to look different your meals are going to look different your body's going to look different your workouts like scaling a workout is okay doing a work like we didn't really talk about that but like it's totally fine if you're feeling okay in your body and you're not injuring yourself and you're getting the movements down that's great like celebrate that um but one of the other things I think uh, going off of Kelsey's point of for Brene Brown um that's like one of my favorite quotes I know but just the acceptance piece of like Mm -hmm. you're not going to be able to shame somebody so what can you do it's yes my body had brought me a deep deep amount of pain when I was you know at my highest weight when I felt like I literally was in a world that like I was too big for the world I was outsized I guess that was painful and I had to accept it and that it just was me dealing with the pain. The moment that you don't accept things and you're shaming yourself, it's suffering. And you're just going to keep suffering and you're going to be in that cycle for a very, very, very long time. But if you want to start taking those steps forward, it's going to look like you saying, this is where I am right now. I have to honor that and be okay with that. And that doesn't mean that you can't change things. That doesn't mean your behaviors don't. like they, Those things can change, but you have to say, this is where I'm at today on may 23rd 2022 at it's 6 p.m right now Mm -hmm. and to be okay with that absolutely and i think like the biggest thing too that a lot of people get stuck with is they think that self-acceptance or accepting themselves now is apathy meaning that like if i accept where i am right now if i accept my body right now and how it looks right now then i'm just going to give up on myself Mm -hmm. and it couldn't be further from the truth i promise when you accept Like, I always say, like, taking ownership does not mean beat yourself up. Mm -hmm. But taking ownership and recognizing that this is where you are right now, and it is no one else's responsibility but your own to start picking yourself back up. And recognizing that you have the power, you have the control Mm -hmm. to make a change. And also recognizing and accepting the fact that maybe the ways that you've been trying to do it are not working and that it's time to try something different Mm -hmm. right if you've been trying to like well I'm just going to be better tomorrow (laughs) if you've been trying well maybe it's this diet maybe it's this 30 day this 75 day this 90 day whatever thing this is the thing that's going to change everything for me I and it hasn't (laughs) If you're listening to this and you're like, I'm still unsatisfied in my body and I still don't want to accept where I am right now, right? Then it's time for you to start recognizing that you, like the definition of insanity is doing the same thing again and again and again and expecting different results. And so if recognize almost all of those tactics are done with a mindset of disgust, punishment, hating yourself, right? And this whole idea of like, I'll be happy when, I'll accept myself when 
I get to that body or when I lose the weight, right? And we're telling you, you've got to flip it on your head Mm -hmm. and you've got to accept yourself now. You've got to love yourself enough now to actually start making the changes. Because I promise you, that was the biggest switch. Guys, when you love something, you take care of it. Mm -hmm. When you love something, like think about an animal Mm -hmm. or a child, right? Like when you love something, you feed it. You give it water. You take it on walks. (laughs) Grab your leash now. For your body. (laughs) But legit, like thinking of like, and that's something we talk about with body neutrality, right? Mm I'm not saying you have to love every like stretch mark or, or dimple of cellulite or fat roller. I'm not saying that at mm-hmm. all, but I am saying that you have to love and appreciate yourself by actually taking care of it. And so separating yourself from your body, looking at your body as if it is, it's not you, right? Like as if it is an animal, as if it is a child and taking care of your body. Oh, we have a... Uh, we have a guest. Should we answer? No. No, we're just going to keep going. Yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, at, it's really... <laughs> sorry. That is life just... Life just happening. I actually kind of like it. Um, but, yeah. So, recognizing to take care of yourself. And I think that's the other thing, too. Like, there's acceptance. And one thing that I, I do want you to recognize, and I say it all the time, comparison is the thief of joy but appreciation is the source. And guys, whatever you appreciate, appreciates. Let me say that again, whatever you appreciate, appreciates. So think about even in your relationships, like say with your spouse, any time that you have gratitude or you tell them how much you appreciate them taking out the garbage or them um, washing the dishes or whatever else, they are far more likely to do it again and they're far more likely to feel good and reciprocate back to you and your relationship then appreciates in value, it grows. So it's the same thing with your health and with your body. If you appreciate your body and you take care of it, right? You, you nourish it with you know protein, fiber, fat, you nourish it with, with water and with walks and sunlight, it will appreciate. And then the body that you were always looking for comes as a natural byproduct. Yep. Um, and so just really recognizing, and like we were saying before, like what you focus on expands. And so if you're focusing on all the flaws and all the things that you hate about yourself, that's what you're going to expand. That's what you're gonna see again and again and again. But if you can switch the mindset to focus on what you can appreciate about yourself, even if it's, and we said, like, even if it's not your body or the way that you look, but appreciate things that you do love about yourself. Because I promise you, there are gifts, there are talents, there are skills, there are things that are unique and special about you that only you have. Mm-hmm. And if you can start appreciating and recognizing those things, those things will expand. And your whole life will change with that simple shift in perspective. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love it. Um, so we have a little uh, challenge for you guys for this week. Um, we are going to, one, we'll put the master class in the link for that down below, as well as a link to our Facebook group um, where we just have constant community and we are just, we love the group so much, um, but we would love for you guys to join if you are needing support when it comes to food and your body and 
anything related to eating or you know all the things we go live in there every Thursday as well so if you ever want to like actually like chat with us live that's um, the place to go that's the place to do um but we want you guys to whether it's just like you know in your notebook or something on a notepad whatever like what is one thing this week that you can focus on um that is going to make like what is going to serve you ultimately and serve like your mental health nothing that is has to do with shame nothing that has to do with um punishment or any of those things so what is something that you can focus on that is going to further whether it's something that has nothing to do with your body or it's something you're like I love my eyes or I love my ears whatever it is um what is that one thing and you can just write it in uh, your notebook or wherever it is easy to access and just focus on that and then maybe you can write one thing that you're grateful for that you're anything in your life doesn't have to be about your body um other than that we look forward to talking to you guys next week this was a great conversation this was fun we're gonna get back yeah yeah this is a lot of fun just off the cuff with all the whatever life happening and um hopefully you guys enjoyed it definitely let us know if there's anything you'd like us to cover yeah and then also make sure to rate and review and then make sure that you're subscribed so that you get notifications when we upload and we'll see you next week bye guys bye